I've been waiting 23 years to say that. You know, this is one that I actually always think is a Christmas episode when I read the title uh, because it's it's part of the lyrics for that uh, Christmas song, Angels We Have Heard on High. Yeah. Where it's Gloria in Excelsior's Day, or maybe it's Deo in the song. I have no, I, yeah, I have, I just kind of just mouth along half the time. Yep. Uh, Excelsius. Excelsior. Well, I just realized that I forgot to bring up the uh, stuff, the facts about this episode. So I'll introduce the episode and then I will stall for time. This is, uh, (laughs) I'm stalling for time right now, in fact. Uh, this is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And today we are talking about the episode Excelsius Day from Season 2, and I can't even remember the episode number. I think it's episode I... 11? 10 or 11? Yes. Thank you. Because I am... <laughs> Just behind the curtains, I had all kinds of technical troubles, and I'm still flustered from that. It is episode 11. I still think it's because Leanne was watching some really hardcore porn, and it just blew up your internet. It was too hot for it to handle. It was too hot to handle. Yeah. Uh, Yes, this is uh, Excelsior's Day, Season 2, Episode 11, and it's almost a christmas episode except for the fact that it's not set at christmas time because the original air date was december 16th 1994 um let's see it is uh written by paul brown who is not a name i recognize from other episodes off the top of my head and directed by Steven Sergic, and this is the only episode he ever directed for this series. Um, also, uh, apparently the production for this episode was pretty difficult, and according to the book, The Complete X-Files, it gave, it quote-unquote, gave the staffs headaches both during the shoot and the editing process part of this was due to the script being delivered to the cast and crew only two days before filming was supposed to start and uh apparently part of the script specifically described the nurse in this episode as a lesbian and they cut it out during the writing stage interesting um yeah uh Chris Carter cut, had it all cut out, I guess, because he said it felt gratuitous at that point uh, on top of the things that happened to the nurse. He, uh, for whatever reason, uh, we'll get into that. Um, it was filmed 
at a place called Riverview Psychiatric Hospital, uh, Riverview Hospital, which is a psychiatric care facility in British Columbia. Uh, it also, uh, it looks like a very stereotypical psychiatric facility to the point where uh, it stands in for a nursing home and it looks like the most depressing nursing home in the world. It's and so freaking depressing. Are- and nursing homes are already fucking depressing, which is part of the theme of this episode, and we'll get into that. Um, let's see. Uh, stories about hauntings from the cast and crew, which, okay, whatever. Wait, they're uh, like they're saying that there were actual hauntings? Yes. The uh, several members of the show's cast and crew talked about mysterious noises and wouldn't go down into the deepest parts of the building for fear that it was haunted. Um, big old building, lots of pipes. It's going to make weird noises, but that's beside the fact. Uh, I'm sorry to scully everybody's molder there. <laughs> Let them believe, Matt. Uh, fine. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's all the uh, trivia I've got about this episode before we dive right into it so yeah we'll get started um so it opens with a nurse uh michelle charters it 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 opens in this nursing home uh the excelsius day private nursing home in worcester Worcester. mass in Worcester, worcester down there in massachusetts What's that? We've been there for concerts and shit. Yes, we have, but not not that isn't, location. No, isn't that? Uh, well, the the location w- itself is in British Columbia. Just pretending to be yeah. Massachusetts, but isn't Worcester where that? God, what was the name of that friggin' dive dive place that metal bands played? The Palladium? Yes, the yeah. Palladium. Thank you. Yeah, the 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 gutted out old theater that was that they met for concerts. I've been there a couple of times for shows. Isn't cuz now I'm thinking of it. I don't think I ever went to the Palladium. I think I just know it by reputation. You would have come with me for one, but you had to work uh, for in this moment. That's right. Because it was either you or another friend of mine that was talking about like, oh, yeah, there was like dudes doing heroin in the bathroom. No, that that part wasn't me. (laughs) uh, No, that must have been somebody else. Yeah, because I remember because I bought two tickets to see it was – it was uh, upon a burning, upon a burning body, the butcher babies, and in this mm-hmm. moment, and I was gonna take you, but you had to work. Then I was gonna take my dad, he had to work, so I ended up taking like a, a coworker of mine instead. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I've only been oh, there a couple no, of times. No, it yeah. was. It, I think it was somebody else I know that went to see Children of Bodom play there, and he like that might be it. Anyway, uh, we're way off topic now. Anyway, um, but this place so, looks is just as dreary looking as the Palladium. <laughs> it's dreary looking for a quote unquote nursing home. Um, and there's this nurse, Michelle Carter's. Like I said, she's walking around in there, and she goes. Um, 
and we meet the here's the other thing every hospital or psychiatric facility or nursing home in uh movies and television always has two one or two asshole uh orderlies yeah and so we meet those two asshole orderlies, but they play into the episode's overall theme, and it actually makes sense that they're there. We just don't know it right away. Um, and they tell her like they tell her like, oh, you know, uh, one of the residents uh, died today. Uh, we didn't change her room out, so you're gonna get to go do that. That's your chore to do. And she's like, oh, great, thanks a lot. And on her way to do that, she goes into um, <clears throat> the room with these two other dudes. Uh, one of them is named Hal Arden, and the other one is named Stan Phillips. And they're two of the residents, and she's going in to put them to bed. And this dude, Hal, like, is hitting on her all kinds of hardcore and grabs her ass and everything. <laughs> so that when she goes into the room... Uh, that this lady died in suddenly ghosty things start to happen like the lights flicker and the bed flies across the room they don't even have nice beds in this hospital they look yeah. like fucking gurneys <laughs> it's so bad um, and she gets thrown onto this thing and raped by a ghost and that's the pre-credit roll and uh, posts you know, opening credits, Mulder walks into his office and Scully's already there watching this video that Michelle sent in because uh, she's covered in bruises and scratches and all this. And for some unknown reason, she's suing the federal government yeah. over this. Uh, well, it, like, it's, <laughs> it makes it's, no sense. It's a weird um, overly like I think it was their way of how to get the X-Files involved. Yeah, it is a ham fist because basically in the episode, it's like, okay, she reports this to the police. They obviously don't believe her because she got ghosty raped. And so she tries to report it to on up the line and gets ignored. So somehow she sues the federal government because she can't get time off work for being ghost raped. Yeah. Um, whatever. It's just their way of trying to get... In, in this one, we get another uh, little half Scully being the one kind of like taking it seriously and Mulder being the one not taking it seriously because she's like, well, you know, she claims she was raped by an invisible entity because Mulder basically says, why, why, why are we taking this rape case? Like, this is not our unit. And she is like... Well, because she claims she was raped by an invisible entity. And Mulder's like, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of files on that. Yeah, yes, files. yeah, like later in the episode, he tells him it's like of all the cases of 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 get of ghosts raping a ghost Literally rapes or something like that. None of them have been substantial yeah. evidence or able to been backed up. Yeah. And he basically said he says that kind of here, too. He mentions something about like a lot of people uh, when they're raped, they uh have obviously some mental trauma and it makes them block out their attacker so that it tries to make their brain basically tries to make the trauma of being raped by a human being easier to deal with uh by making it a ghost um even though she so, is 
we also kind of bl- not really blaming a ghost because they kind of go into the next nope. bit. She's blaming yeah, the guy that was to like that was manhandling her when she was playing. Yeah, in the she bed. basically. Yeah, she says it was somehow just Hal uh, only invisible. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Hollow Man situation going? On? I don't know. Uh. Basically, um, so then <laughs> we get one of the funnier parts. They So they go to the nursing home, and actually we, we get a whole kind of um, exposition. I should have taken, like, real notes instead of just bringing up a plot summary because there's a lot of subtlety to this episode of, like, it cuts back and forth between a lot of moving parts. Um Basically, like, the owner of the nursing home or the director of the nursing home or whatever she is, is like, yeah, uh, we have this uh, doctor here who's been doing a lot of work with this experimental drug for Alzheimer's and all of our patients are doing well and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, Then they go to see this guy, Hal, who's getting out of his tub. for some reason they feel the appropriate time to question him is right when he's getting out of the bath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't wait for him to go back to his room and get dressed or whatever. And he basically, so and he, and he basically looks at them and he's like, so you're accusing me of this. And he like opens his robe and it's like, I have plumbing older than this building and it works not as well either. <laughs> I love that part. Cause then <laughs> Yeah, he says my plumbing's older than this building and it doesn't work as well. <laughs> and then he leaves and Scully's like, what do you think, Mulder? And Mulder just says about his plumbing. <laughs> She's like, no, about this case. It's really bizarre so how they like are how they try to like cut the tension of of rape and stuff with like with a little bit of this comedy. Yeah. But it's like yeah. But it's definitely not like overshadowing it, which is no, no. Yeah. It's they they do a lot of uh, yeah. You're right. They they kind of cut the because it's. I mean, on the, I mean, the X Files is a show that's like a horror show and everything, but still, it is a like network television show that. In the 90s, maybe they felt like, yeah, going super hard on the rape and not maybe putting a little levity in here to make people at least a little bit more comfortable. Because obviously it's not a situation anybody should be comfortable with listening to, but a little bit more comfortable. So, and uh, newsflash to everybody going forward, if you're listening to this episode, you should have watched the episode of the show already, but... The, the topics of the episode don't get any more comfortable, really. Yeah. Well, and it, uh, and it really hits a couple of spots along the way yeah. that's still, like, a huge problem for women today. Not just women, but the elderly yeah. as well. Um, it, that is one of the... Yeah, we'll... Anyway, we'll keep going. Um, so... While Mulder and Scully are doing their thing, Hal goes back to his room where his uh, buddy Stan is, his roommate Stan. And Stan has, like, this pill. And because we heard the director earlier talking about experimental drugs and they're having, like, this back and forth about this pill, 
uh, we're kind of led to believe that this is the experimental pill because Stan is like, where'd you get those? And, uh, or Hal is like, where'd you get that? And Stan says, well, I know where he keeps them. And Hal is like, give me another one. I need more. And Stan is like, no, no, you can't handle anymore. And basically what happens is Hal takes more of these pills anyway and dies. Um, so, and also in here we meet Gung, who the Malaysian order, he's a, he's a third orderly. He's this guy from Malaysia. He's an immigrant. Um, he seems to be the one that's, uh, like you can tell early on that he's definitely going to play more of a bigger role because mm -hmm. in this, during, throughout this, like the, especially involving the pills, Gun keeps showing up and be like, where'd you get those? He's like, oh, I just need a one yep. more. And he's just like, no, you can't. You'll you'll hurt yourself if you take too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so also we meet, um, we go into like the rec room or whatever. And Mulder goes in there. Uh, Mulder and Scully go in there. And I'm doing all this out of order because I can't remember the exact order. There's a lot of going around the nursing home. But basically, they meet this guy, Leo, who used to be a really good artist. And they're told, like, when he was checked into the hospital or the nursing home, he could barely draw, like, a circle or a square or anything because his Alzheimer's was that bad. But now he's back to doing, like, these really fancy drawings, like, these really nice drawings. And there's this woman... Uh, named Dorothy, who's played by Frances Bay, who everyone will recognize. Very popular character actor. And in the 90s, she was like the little old lady in movies. Yeah, she I saw like her. I was like, oh, I know her. Adam Yeah, she was in like three or four Adam Sandler movies. Like Adam Sandler uh, apparently had some sort of really good relationship with her because she was in like... Uh, she was in like Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore and... The Wedding Singer, I think, maybe. I can't remember. Um, I had her IMDb up a minute ago, and then I got rid of it. I was like, oh, okay, I see what's up. Yeah, she's been in a lot. Uh, and she is seemingly having a, quote-unquote, bad day with her Alzheimer's because she's talking, uh, but she's not talking to anybody that they can tell. Um <clears throat> And so, as Mulder and Scully, you know, leave and Gung comes into the room, Leo is like, or they they take Gung, they talk to Gun, they talk to Leo about how his medication oh, right. they, they, is, and he says it's not the medication. Uh, before yes, he's whisked away right. back to his room, and then he goes back to his room, right. And that's where he sees Gung and he's like, you know, Dorothy needs more of the medicine. She's not doing well. Uh, she needs more like it's not working as well for us as it is for some of the others. And Gung is like, no, you, you can't have any more. And so now we're like starting to wonder, okay, is he giving them like the doctor's drug or is there something else going on here? Uh... So, also going on here is 
Stan's daughter shows up to check him out of the nursing home because he's gotten so much better that she's like, no, no, dad, come live with us. And Stan is like, no, I don't want to come live with you. And he tries to run and he gets chased by one of these terrible orderlies, like one of the, the bad ones. You just ones. need to talk about these orderlies for a second because mm-hmm. they are – because, like, when they force Dorothy into her room and try to feed her uh, and she's just yeah. like, I don't want that. And he's like – and they, he's just, like, being a dipshit, being like, fine, star for all I care. Like, I don't give a shit. And then, like, just the way they, like, interact with them – Throughout this entire episode, I know in most film and TV, a lot they always paint the majority of orderlies as awful people. But man, I'm just—it's just one of those things that just pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, they are very. Um, hang on, I just got a message. I'm trying to. Um, yeah, and they're also very stereotypical. They're very rude, but. <sighs> Part of the message in the, is, unfortunately, these dudes exist yeah. in the real world. And they... Uh, part of, now that we're into it, part of the theme of this episode is uh, treatment of the elderly and mistreatment of the elderly. And so when Stan runs off and this guy chases him... Uh, oh, and we also find out that the one, maybe it's the day after, one of them, the blonde, there's the one that told Dorothy, like, fine, I don't care if you eat, I don't care if you starve to death, and then there's the, he has dark hair, and then the blonde one is the one that chases Stan, and he goes upstairs, and there's a window open, and he's like, all right, old man, like, come back in that window, you know, you're, you shouldn't be out there, like, you're way too old, and blah, 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 and he gets pushed out the window by something invisible. The editing on this portion was kind of funny, of how they shot this. Yes. Because, because you have Mulder, Scully, and the director outside on the lawn already talking. They're, yes. Because they're trying to get talk about Stan. Uh, and and so you ha- then you have the orderly that just goes flying out the window yelling for help. And he just cuts to, to Scully and the director already looking up at him. Like they've been doing that. Mm-hmm. For, oh no, there was something weird, weird about how they shot and cut that. He, yeah, he comes out the window, but he manages to grab the ledge and he yells for help. Or yeah, they're looking up at him because he was yelling out the window because he thought no, he was already he was all he was already the the order was already pushed out the window because the director had like the shocked hand over her mouth kind of shot of a shocked look. <laughs> Mulder, he <laughs> runs in and he runs up the stairs and this orderly is hanging on and they do the thing where like the inv- his fingers are getting peeled off the ledge one by one. <laughs> uh, and uh, basically he he falls and dies. Uh, Somehow he died even though he was facing the complete wrong direction for the trajectory of how he fell. Yeah. yeah. He fell backwards um, on his back, but then they show him on his front. 
And I'm just like, that is not how gravity works. <laughs> Unless he twisted, like maybe he didn't he twist. Had, like, it was a li- flat. Like you see him fall flat down, going like hell, like all the way down. There was no. Oh, that's twist. right. He falls facing forward from the ledge, even though he yeah. was. You're 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 right. They did have some stuff in in that that was weird. You're right. He yeah, because yeah, because he he tried to crawl out and he got pushed forward, but then he like grabbed on, which turned him around. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, and also, like the next day. I guess there, and again, I'm getting the timeline all mixed up because it's all in this one location. It's a very, it's kind of a bottle episode in in a way because it is all in this one location. Yeah. So I'm kind of having there's with no differentiation between locations. It's hard to tell sequence of events, but somewhere in here, uh, they find Leo in the game and recreation room painting a giant mural uh, on the wall and Dorothy wheeling around in her wheelchair being like, shoo, shoo, go away. Give ah, yes. Cause um, she, she, this is when we finally realize there are ghosts because they're around Scully but only Dorothy can see them. And she's like, don't touch her. Get away from her. Shoot, don't follow her. And this is the first moment where Mold, after they see the giant mural, the like fantastic Mm -hmm. mural that Leo drew, that Fox just goes, there's a Asian orderly, right? And it's just like, how did you put that? Yes. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't understand it either. Like he goes in, sees the mural and is like, you have a Malaysian order. Yeah. And I I had to rewind it a couple of times. But how did he figure that out? I don't know. I'm so glad. (laughs) Something about the. I have no idea. There's ghosts in the painting. Uh, You know, and. Anyway, but yes, Mulder is just like look takes one look at this painting and is like, "You have a Malaysian orderly yeah, here, right?" Makes no <laughs> sense. It makes zero sense. And the doctor's like, "Yeah, Gung." He Mulder's like, "Where is he?" And he's like, uh, "I don't know, in the he's, basement." Yeah, it's in the basement. So Mulder goes down to the basement. And this is where we kind of finally figure out, start to figure out what is going on. Because Mulder goes into the basement and he finds a locked room that he breaks into for... Because it's Mulder. Whatever. Because he's Mulder. And finds just all sorts of mushrooms. And mushrooms... I don't know what it is. Like, you know how some people have that that thing when they look at holes, it makes them uncomfortable? Oh, like, tryptophobia? Yeah, I don't have that. But, but you have it mushrooms? About... Sort of. Like, I'm not afraid of it. And you know what it may be from? Because I don't remember ever having it before. But, oh, you've never seen this. Shit. I was going to spoil a really cool thing about a show you haven't seen. Which show? Damn. Hannibal. Oh, yeah. I have yet to watch any of that yet. 
shit. There's something really, really gross and crazy and wild about mushrooms and hit. Uh, no wait, isn't this isn't that when like Hannibal like like peels a guy's skin or something, but then he like has like a mushroom sauce or does something like he uses like their back to f- grow mushrooms or something. I feel like you've told uh, me this, or someone has. Oh, if someone's already told... There is a serial killer in the show, yeah, who uses people's bodies to grow mushrooms. Yeah, you've told me this. Oh, okay. I have told you this before. It's really wild, practical effects work, and it's also so disgusting. (laughs) So... Uh, that may be where it comes from. But anyway, Mulder finds these mushrooms. They're growing in the dark. And for whatever reason, he realizes that there is a body buried in these mushrooms. He's not growing the mushrooms off of him, for, luckily for me. Um, but it is the missing orderly that they said called out of or didn't show up for work that day or whatever. Um so now it's like, all right, we got to arrest this guy Gung because we think he's some sort of killer. And this is where we finally find out in the whole episode uh, what this has all been about. Gung has been like drying these mushrooms, turning them into pills and giving them to the patients uh, because he realizes that like the drugs that the doctors are giving them aren't working and also he's like you know in my country like people we live with our elderly till they die we take care of them we don't shuffle them off to nursing homes where like the staff mistreat them and their family never comes to visit and all this other and I'm just like oh god this Oh man, this is deep. This is heavy, heavy shit. Because it's true. Yeah, it's a big problem. And he's like, we we just. And he's like, and I give them the the mushrooms. Like in my culture, they are medicine, and they work. They got better. Like they're better now because I gave them these mushrooms, these these pills. Uh, but they also make the patients the residents see the spirits and make it uh, the spirits of the people who have died in the nursing home and are mad at all the staff members who mistreated them so the ghosts kill the staff members yes and then it's uh and then yeah because uh then there's like a whole thing between scully and Mulder where they're basically putting it together it's like with the it's like oh they're dilute they're uh, delusional or it's the drugs and they're like oh it's both and, right. yeah and then we have the bit where throughout the episode we keep seeing the the orderly that was raped kind of like yep. still trying to get time off or like trying to get help like throughout like throughout the episode and her and yep. Mulder get stuck in a bathroom together and it just this was and weird like one of the yeah one of the and when we say bathroom, we literally mean like one of the rooms where they shower and bathe and yeah. everything. The it, it basically is a bathroom this is this straight is, up. Yeah, this is basically the point where the ghosts start screwing around with everybody. So you have like Mulder and the orderly like stuck in this bathroom that's being overrun with water. Uh, another orderly gets dragged down a hallway. 
Mm-hmm. I have one more little fact yeah. about because it is it is literally a um, it's a it's a tank set. They get trapped. The all the faucets and everything turn on, and the drains are plugged so they can't get out. And the room fills with water. They they literally a uh, built a massive water tank uh, that held it. Uh, 3,300 gallons of water. Damn. Yep. <laughs> so, this wa- this room fills up and they're trapped. Nobody can get the door open. So, Mulder's like, go shut the water main off, you know, and everything like that. Um, but they can't. It's stuck. They can't get the water shut off. Uh, and in a scene that looks like it probably was not only a blast to film, but probably also stood a pretty good chance of somebody getting hurt. Uh, finally, the door on this room bursts and all the water just comes gushing out of the... Oh, uh, it's because something with the pills. The, the, this, the-, uh, the gun took everyone to get the rest of the pills. They went missing yep. because... Uh, Hal, or has no. Them Hal's all. dead. No, so Stan has Stan. them all. And oh, he, he took them all. He took he took all of them and was mm-hmm. basically ODing. So he dies. And no, he doesn't. No, uh, he he lives and in the process he lives, but he gets uh, Scully saves him by injecting him with something. In yeah. There. That seemed to have uh, counteract, and it made the ghost basically disappear. Yes, and so the door bursts open, and every the water goes everywhere, and the people go everywhere. And like I said, it looks like it was fun, but also... <laughs> yeah, that could have been very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, at the end, we get a, a Scully voiceover. Again. Uh, again, because they... Uh, this is my thing where I'm like, this is probably their, oh shit, we're running over time. We have to just speed up the end of the episode. Because this episode did have a lot go on where I can see where maybe they were like, oh shit, we're out of time. Um, the, the, Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts takes over control of the facility. They fire everybody. Um, Gun gets sent back to Malaysia. Yep, Gung gets sent back to Malaysia. Um, they uh, say, you know, she makes a note of the fact that the the pill in Gung, it's not just the the main ingredient is the mushroom, but he says he mixes it with some other spices and herbs and everything like yeah. that. And they they're like, apparently the government of Massachusetts has opted to not continue to study whatever this is despite the fact that it worked uh, in reversing yeah because yeah because ev- yeah because everyone all of a sudden is just like staring off in the distance not doing anything it is a downer yeah. ending because the ending shot is just all uh it's dorothy it's Leo who can't draw anymore, and it's Stan. Like, and his daughter is like, "Okay, Daddy, I'll come back to see you real soon. Like, maybe next week." And he's just staring, like straight ahead. Yeah. It, like, it is 
a down ending. It is sad as fuck. Yeah, very depressing. Oh, God. Yeah. So, but that is uh, Excelsius Dei. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I liked the episode. Very depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. felt... I, I, I nitpick because there's definitely some weird things going on, like the orderly falling mm-hmm. out the window, but then being on his stomach and somehow Mulder yeah. being like, there's a Malaysian uh, orderly here, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, like stuff like that. But overall, it was a, it was a very good episode. I kind of give it a grade of uh, kind of like a B, B plus area. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, I like it. I think it uh, it probably uh, could have tackled the because we also glossed over uh, the fact because uh, I forgot it until just now that this woman Michelle has a history of making false claims in order to try to collect workman's comp and other uh basically free money for working so she basically gets accused uh of faking her attack yeah uh they probably could have spent more time with that because that also is unfortunately a reality of the world where a lot of rape survivors aren't taken seriously by people in authority uh, but I also understand they only have so much time in an episode and yada, 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 maybe. But maybe network. they should have probably not glossed because that became like a huge thing, like at the beginning of the episode. Mm. And then by the end of it, yeah. it took like the biggest back seats over yeah, it, just it, the ghosts. It way went away. Uh, in favor of the things it had to say about an, another topic that's very important, yeah. which is uh, elderly care and abuse of elderly people and that kind of thing. All in all, like I do like this episode and I give it an A minus. I think it's pretty damn good. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, next week, episode 12, or whenever we get to record our next episode, we'll see, because if you listen to our other show, you know that Justin is going to be traveling back across the country. Yeah, so so it might, we might have a little bit of a hiatus before the next episode. Might be a short delay before the next one. Only by a week. uh, But the next episode is titled Aubrey, so we will get to that next time. Woo! Yes. Later. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.